G'day, fuckface. How are you? It's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 6th of July, 2021. I hope you're well. I'm doing okay. Uh, cool, I just... Fuck, whatever. I'm getting messages about shows. I'm feeling nervous about doing this pod. I've been putting it off. Uh, me and my girlfriend broke up last week and it's been sad and I've, I've been sad. Me, Aiden, have been sad. Me have been sad. <laughs> me make sad time, be sad, am sad for me. Yeah, man, it was shit. It's been shit. Um, I was like... We it happened on Tuesday, and I don't really want to go into the reasons. I think because it's like that's private shit, and I'm trying to establish boundaries between my personal and professional life. Um, there's a part of me, there's a voice in my head just then going, "You call this your professional life? You fuck! How dare you!" <laughs> oh, he thinks he's a professional. <laughs> Uh, and the other part of my brain is like, fuck you. A podcast is an important part of my promotional strategy. <laughs> I am. I'm a professional and this is my professional life. All right. Okay. Voice in my head. Fuck you. You know, I think most of the time I yell at you guys on this podcast. I'm actually just yelling at that voice in my head. Um, you you know what? And if you're a sane, right-thinking person, you could have probably figured that out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I I don't know. I've I've been thinking about just the the um, longevity of our relationship for a bit, and just there were a few things. There was like lingering doubts, whatever. That's about as much as I want to say about it. But the point is, I went there. We talked about it. We um, just cried, just cried, man, for like three hours. It was, it was rough. It was very rough. Just talked about all the great things that we had done together and the great times that we had, and that was the the sadness was just like knowing that it was coming to an end and missing it, and knowing that it was over, and that it is over. And I went to therapy the next day. And uh, thank God I had a fucking therapy session booked the next day, huh? I <laughs> genuinely have, was so grateful to have a fucking therapy session the next day so that I could just go and talk about it and get some of this these feelings out that I just had there. Sit, just sitting there. Yeah. Um, and we talked about just... Uh, he asked me how I was feeling and I said sad and we just sat in that sadness for like half an hour and um, and I just cried. I cried my fucking eyes out, man. I cried my eyes out with her. I cried in the morning. I cried at therapy. I cried a bunch in the last week. I've been crying a lot. Oh, but tea, tea is always there for me. 
Um, yeah, I just, I kind of, I think I made the right decision. I think we made the right decision together. You know, I went into it not knowing whether it was actually going to be like us breaking up or if it was just going to be a conversation. I thought it might take a little longer, but just the evening of, it was like, you know what? This is it. This is the moment. And, um, you know, I just didn't, I just don't, I, fuck man. I've had like a few friends in relationships that, you know, you can just tell as much as they still care about the person, they don't actually want to be in the relationship. And I've been that person when I was younger, cheating on girlfriends, you know, and I've seen friends cheat on their partners. And then the way that it just fucking destroys both people in the relationship and takes so long and just like really hurts people, not just the person who gets cheated on them, but the person who's doing the cheating as well, because they live with that shame and the guilt and, um, and I didn't want my relationship with my girlfriend to go down that, that route because I, I love her because I love her and, you know, I could just see if we stayed together, maybe not straight away, maybe not in a year or two years, but down the line, I could see it going that way. And I could see from the relationship that we had had that there was, there was no way it was going to end any other way because there was not like the thing that made me realize in therapy. And I really, I just, I'm tr really trying to be mindful of only speaking about myself here. Cause I don't want to, I guess it's our relationship, but this is my story and I'm not trying to tell her story cause that's her thing. And, um, if she wants to tell her story, then she would make a podcast of her own. You know, I'm not trying to impinge on her privacy. That's what I'm trying to say. But when I was in therapy a few weeks before, the thing that made me realize was that my therapist basically was like, oh, maybe that's why you chose to be in this kind of relationship to protect yourself from like, it just basically, I, I don't even, well, I don't even want to get down into that. Basically what it did was it made me realize that I had the choice. I have a choice to be in this relationship or not. And I realized because we were so good together, you know, there was a part of me from the start thinking like, maybe we'll just, it'll just run its course, you know? Um, because I, I kind of had a, a lingering doubt that this wasn't a relationship that was going to be forever. But after a while I was like, you know what? I'm just like, you know, she's so awesome and we have such a good time together. Let's just do it. And, choose each other was the word that she used. We'll just choose each other and it'll be great and we can be together. And it was, but that lingering doubt never went away. And I guess a part of me was kind of hoping that one day either it would go away or if it never did, that some external force would end the relationship for us. And so neither of us would have to make that really difficult decision and then in therapy, my therapist, the way that he kind of phrased my choice in the relationship made me realize that I have a choice and it's not to just wait for something to happen because nothing ever, it doesn't happen. Nothing's going to happen. You have to decide. And once I realized that it was really just a matter of time because I knew ultimately the relationship had to end at some point. It wasn't one that was going to just go. 
I just, it's a weird thing to say. Like, I felt like I wasn't going to be forever. That's, that's the feeling. I felt like I wasn't going to be forever. But in saying that, it's like, well, what relationship is forever? Because you die. And even if you don't die, you know, things end, things change or whatever it is. And I say that logically, but in my heart, I kind of feel like sometimes in a relationship, it does feel like it's going to be forever. Even though, yes, things do change in some moments, it feels like, you know what? I, I feel right now like this is going to be forever. And when I was with my girlfriend, I never had that feeling. I never had that feeling like this is, this is it for me. And I think I want that feeling. What's that feeling? It's not even like a, it's just a contentedness or a, or a, like, you know, like it's done. Like I don't need anything else. And it's not to say that in that relationship that I ever felt like it wasn't enough or it wasn't good. It was amazing, but it just always felt like there was something else in the future. That feels vague enough, but also true enough to still be hurtful. It's just hard to talk about. So, yeah, we did it. Wednesday. Wednesday was hard, man. Just going to therapy and then, like, I realized um, I had a... I, I went to therapy and it's in Carlton, so I went and got a sandwich or some shit. Did I? I went and got Thai food. That was... <laughs> That was a weird decision. I got Thai food at lunch and I sat in this fucking Thai restaurant just on the brink of tears the whole time. <laughs> Have my little red curry. It was good, but it just was a weird choice for lunch. And then that was the last thing I ate for the whole day. I just, all day I was like, you know, trying to do stuff, distract myself. And then <clears throat> I, had, uh, I had two gigs that night and the first one was at like, seven and I asked to go on first so I uh I knew I had to get up at six or like 6 30 and ride my bike there so at four I was like I'm really tired and I realized I hadn't eaten anything all day and I was tired and I just went to bed I just got into bed and had a nap and I woke up at 6 30 with my alarm and I just felt like shit man I was like I can't believe I have a fucking gig I don't want to do I didn't want to do it it's really not very often that I wish I could just I could just cancel a night of gigs but that night I didn't want to do my fucking gigs but I was like I have to because I am on a journey <laughs> I had some you know epic music playing in my head of like this is what I have to do because this is who I am <laughs> Um, and because I have this fear that if I give myself a night off, then suddenly I'm like a worthless person. So I pulled myself out of bed. I could have pulled out of both gigs and it would have been fine, but Aiden Jones does not pull out of gigs. <laughs> so pulled my fucking ass out of bed and I went to the first. Oh, actually, here's a story I can tell. Fuck. I've been holding this one in because it, it's a story about the breakup and I guess... Well, you'll see why. So the week before, I went on stage and I told this story. The week before, I was starting to realize that um, 
you know, maybe this was going to happen, but it was her birthday coming up and I just didn't want to do it then. I didn't have the heart to, and I had things that I wanted to give her for her birthday, like, you know, presents. And I just wanted us to have fun going away. And I still had like a bit of a hope that we wouldn't actually break up. Um, whatever. But it just, but it was kind of slowly dawning on me. And the Tuesday night last two weeks ago was the first night when I'd, I'd said it out loud to a friend. I was like, Hey, I just, you know, I think this might happen. I'm really scared that it's going to happen. And we talked about it and, uh, you know, and then like the, the end of the night after the show, it was just like, you know, I hope you're a good man. And like, just let me know if you need anything. And I went home and then in the morning I was feeling sad cause I was the first person that I'd said anything out loud to. And that felt like acknowledging, you know, the reality of this feeling that I had. And, um, I'm going to work and it's like six 30 in the morning and it is cold. It's fucking cold in Melbourne right now. It's cold. All right. It's cold, man. <laughs> I don't know why I felt so earnest when I said that and it's cold. All right. And that is just, just another factor that plays into the emotionality of this whole saga. Okay. Break up with some, you know what? Break up with someone in the summer. I reckon you'll be sweet. Go to the beach, have a swim, break up with someone in winter. You're also like, you're nah, you know what? I actually way prefer fucking winter to summer. I reckon in Australia anyway, cause summer is oppressive. The heat Ugh. in winter. It's nice cause you can always warm up anyway. What the fuck am I talking about? Break up with someone on Christmas. That's a good time to break up with someone. Because it's already such an emotionally charged moment, isn't it? It's like you have this family, there's things about it's a reset at the end of the year, so you're taking stock and it's an emotional moment. People often cry on Christmas because it just feels like an ending. So just fucking pull the pin, man. <laughs> that having joked about that now. I bet I've like opened the door for like 10 years in the future when I've got like, <laughs> and I'm like married and like have like a young child and then my wife's going to leave me for someone for like the fucking postman on Christmas day. And I'll remember this podcast and be like, why, why, <laughs> why did I think that was funny to joke about? It hurts so much. It's Christmas. <laughs> but you know what do it what a thing to tick off what a thing to have on your list of things that you've done in your life there's certain stuff that some people just don't get to do or experience and going through a breakup being broken up with or breaking up with someone on christmas that's a pretty unique <laughs> gotta have balls of steel not christmas eve not boxing day christmas <laughs> christmas eve is like i don't want to spend christmas with you i can't do it so i gotta do it the day before and then christmas day is just for me <laughs> boxing day was like we got through that day and i can't hold on any longer so I just, I'm doing it today and this is the fresh start. Christmas Day. <laughs> Breaking up with someone on Christmas Day is like you woke up, you thought you could do it. You thought you could get through the day. And then just there was some 
fucking thing that just went, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> it's like 11 a.m. You're just like looking him in the face. I am fucking, I can't do this anymore with you. I'm done. <laughs> and you just leave him there with the tree and a fucking a few unopened presents. <laughs> <laughs> and lunch is in the oven and you just leave and they're crying on the floor. Anyway, look, that's not that funny, actually. Don't do that. Don't break up with someone on Christmas. Be with your family and enjoy yourself. Be happy. <laughs> so on <clears throat> on the Wednesday, I wake up and it's cold. And uh, I just, for some reason, had this song uh, in my head, Memories by um, by Maroon 5. Oh no, I think my housemate's left and as he's left, he's left the heating on. Fuck. Oh wait, I'll be back. Two seconds. I can't look. Oh, fuck. He did. He left the heating on. And then he went to the Queen Vic markets and that was going to, oh, that was going to kill me for the rest of the podcast. Anyway, God, tell the story, Aiden. Jesus fucking Christ. Another tea. So, um... Yeah, I, I had this song Maroon 5's uh, Memories, which is just like, cheers to the ones that we got, cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not, because the drinks bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a really, it's a pop song. It's a great pop song. <clears throat> and I don't know what it made me think of it just when I woke up, but I put it on. And as soon as it started, I'm like getting my bike, I'm in the shed, I'm getting my bike. And in the morning I wrap my scarf around, I put my headphones in and then I wrap my scarf around my head and pull it up at the back. So it makes the whole thing like really tight, um, so that it's over my face. Cause I don't like, you know, if I'm, if you ride in the cold and the wind's hitting your face, it just makes you all snotty, which I'm not against, but it is just like, and then I'm trying to blow my nose on my bike and sometimes I just blow my nose and it just hits my shoulder and that's gross. So I wrap the scarf around my face and, um, and, uh, and the song starts playing and I just start crying. I just start bawling, man. I'm like, <laughs> I can't even do it. Let me try. I'll try and do it. <laughs> oh my God. That was a lot, wasn't it? That's that's how I sound when I cry. <laughs> Fuck. That felt really private. Um, yeah, man. So that song comes on and I just start weeping, crying, and I start riding and I'm just riding along the cold morning streets on my way to work, crying like that, and it feels good. And I get to the, like, the lights and I stop and someone's there next to me and I'm just like, I wonder if they can hear me through the scarf just crying, screaming. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to get any quieter. I don't care. Riding down the bike path. And I realize about 10 minutes into the 20-minute ride to work that I put the scarf on and then I started crying. And in that moment, I was like, I just need to start riding. So I got away and I'd forgotten my helmet. So I've just been riding without a helmet. For 10 minutes, just crying. I'd put on No Woman, No Cry after that. Just as such a rich song, you know. It's got a lot of weight to it. It's just I was like, that'll make me keep crying. And um, yeah, so I'm just like still riding along and 
no fucking helmet, man. So I'm just this insane person. And I also don't have lights on my bike. That's a thing, man. I got to get some fucking lights on my bike. I went like a month ago to Kmart and there were no lights for bikes in Kmart. And I'm like, I guess I only went once and I should probably go again and take responsibility for my own safety. But come on, man, have more. Where am I trying to, how am I trying to justify that that's their problem? It's absolutely my problem. It's my responsibility to get lights on my bike, but I, <laughs> I just feel like I want it to be Kmart's fault. Like if I cry, if I get hit by a car in the morning when it's dark and I don't have lights and they didn't see me and they, they fucking hit me and I die, fucking go to Kmart and go, what was up with you guys? All right. This is your fault. <laughs> I don't have lights on my bike and I wasn't wearing a helmet and I was just crying with a scarf around my head and I was like, you know what? This is how sad I am right now that I have completely disregarded my own safety in the morning. And if anyone sees me, they're like, who is this man? I, I reckon if anyone saw me, they wouldn't have known that I was crying because it's the morning and it's like, I don't know, I'm just riding past them. Maybe they just heard like, <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? someone's walking and they're just, I'm not even dinging the bell, but just behind them, they hear, <laughs> 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 oh God. But yeah, I told that story on Wednesday at the show. I, that was the first, first gig. I'm like, me and my girlfriend broke up last night. And then this is a story. And, uh, it was very, it, I was very lucky because the show that I was doing, you tell two, you tell a secret. And I was like, I got two secrets. One, me and my girlfriend broke up last night and I'm really sad about it. And, you know, she's my best friend and I fucking can't see her anymore. And the second secret is I don't think this set's going to go very well, <laughs> which was funny. Um, that's another thing. That's true, man. Ugh. I just keep falling back into this sadness. That's that's the thing. And it's important to feel the sadness. It is. I'm trying to feel it. Every now and then I say something and it just makes me go like, damn, I really lost something there, you know? That's what the thing was in, in therapy. It was the sadness was just like acknowledging that, you know, maybe I, I feel like I made the right decision and I feel like I've I've made a good decision like, for me and for her and for us and, and, you know, I've done the right thing. I've made a difficult decision, but it was good, but that doesn't change. All of those positive things don't change the fact that it's just really sad that I've lost a best friend and a companion and a, per like, like she said, you know, I'm just going to miss sharing the ups and downs of life with you and miss having you as my person. Um, she said, I think this will be the title of the pod this week. She, uh, I had a letter written for her that I gave to her the next day in the morning when I dropped all the stuff that she had in my house, just back at hers. I walked over to hers and I like dropped this box of stuff at her doorstep and I left the letter in there. And then she had a few things of mine and she wrote me a letter and she dropped it back here. And one of the things she said in it was like, I kept hoping for some divine intervention but I guess sometimes you have to let your heart break. 
And I thought that was really nice. I thought that was a really beautiful thing. And about as well as I, yeah, that's, I couldn't have put it any better. Sometimes you just let what's going to happen, happen. And it's good to fight, but sometimes you just, you stop the fight and you go, you know what? Like the fight is harder than the thing that we're fighting against. So... I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know. It's fights. Every time I went for a walk with a mate, actually on Thursday night after my gig, on Thursday, I thought I was going to go. We were just like, oh, I'm thinking of going to the Rochi and hanging out. So we kind of started walking there and the Rochi was closed. So we walked from Bobby Peels to the Rochi. It was like 40 minutes. And we we're like, you know, just keep walking. And if we just walked north, kind of walked towards his house. And we're just talking the whole time and he was talking about a breakup that he was with his partner for like seven years. And then, um, they, uh, they broke up and that breakup was like a very mature, you know, like, fuck, I think we're done. We kind of talked about that. He told me the whole story of it and, and you know, what that was like going through it with him and that they're, they're good friends still, but they just are not in a relationship together. And I don't know, it was just nice to hear someone else's story. And I was asking about it and then I was like, just to let you know, man, I, me and my girlfriend broke up like two days ago. So this, I'm right here for this. And, um, we we're talking about breakup stuff and, and you know, the, the thing about the actual talking about the sadness isn't sad, but talking about the good parts of the relationship that you miss, that's what makes me sad. Talking about feeling sad and getting over sadness and going through it and all of this kind of psychology bullshit that's not the sad thing that's the thing that like hey i'm sad you know that's not going to make you feel sad but there was a moment i can't remember what it was but there was a moment when we were talking and i was talking about the relationship and just you know like yeah man i've got to go through the thing or whatever but it's sad because i miss her and she was my best friend and i kind of said that and i just felt a pang of sadness for a second and it's like ah damn it like at that point we've been talking about it for like an hour and I just, I, I had something in my hand. Maybe I had like a fucking, like a bit of rubbish or something in my hand. And I just like, like acted out, like throwing it at the ground. Cause it was just like, just when you think, you know, you're talking about your feelings in a mature way and you're kind of getting past them. And then you say something that makes you feel the sadness again. And it's not even like an uncontrollable sadness at that point. Cause I'm talking to a friend i'm not by myself where i feel comfortable crying but i just feel the sadness and it's just like a, ah fuck there it is again you know i got one more one more sad thing that made me feel really nice because that's the other thing about sadness isn't it is it's kind of sweet parting is such sweet sorrow whoever the fuck said that they were right um my friend, the great Joseph Green, on Friday night, ran into him after the gig I was doing on Friday. I've been doing a lot of gigs this week. That's an, I'm very grateful for, like, you know, thank God I've been able to just keep myself busy. As much as I also know I do have to feel this stuff and not try and distract myself completely from it, it's nice to have something every day to look forward to in the evening so that I'm not just at... Um, at my wits end, just kind of rolling around the world, you know, waiting for the next moment I'm going to cry. So, um, 
Yeah, I saw saw Joey Green outside this gig on Friday, and I was leaving, and he was coming in, and I was just like, "Fuck, man, you know how are you?" And he was like, "How are you?" And we kind of, I, it didn't come up naturally, but I just we were there for a second, and he was like, "I got to go in." Like we've been trying to make plans to hang out, but it hasn't been working. And I just said, "Man, I just I want to tell you because you're you like." Me and my girlfriend broke up on Tuesday and he was just like, oh, brother. And I'm like, yeah, man, like I'm really fucking, I'm actually just in bits about it, to be honest. I'm really hurting. That's what I said. I'm really hurting. And he said, of course you are. Of course you are. You loved her and she loved you. And I was just like, yeah, man. Yeah, you fucking get it. That was close. I was saying to myself, I wonder if I'm going to cry on the pod. And that was close. Joey Green is such an empathetic man. He always knows what to say. Because he was right. That's it. And it's very sad when those things end. Anyway. um, Saturday. Oh, cool. Okay. I've cancelled my trip to Brisbane because they got all fucking cases and I couldn't do it. I'm taping the special on the 22nd of July. Oh, by the way, tickets are out. If you're in Melbourne, look at that after I've just talked about my breakup for fucking almost half an hour. By the way, my comedy special is being taped at Stupid Old Studios on the 22nd of July and tickets are out. If you go to my Instagram page, there's a link there. Um, to go to my website with all of my dates and tickets. And um, one of those is the the taping on the 22nd of July. So go get the tickets. They're only 10 bucks. And the reason they're 10 bucks at all is just because I want people to pay for them. So they're committed to coming. Because I know if I give them out for free, a bunch of people just won't come. And then I won't have a full room and I'll look like a loser and everyone will hate me and I will never find true love. So come to the taping. Um, I'm so excited. That's mostly what I've been doing other than feeling things this week is meeting up with, uh, people that I'm trying to collaborate with about this project, talk about it, talk about the plan, what we're going to do. And I'm just really excited for, um, what it's going to look like and, and be as it comes together. I think this next week, my main task is to find, to just understand what I need to know about music and copyrights so that I can get some good music on there because I really want to have some good tunes playing like at the start of the thing and whatever. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> I went with a mate. Oh fuck, this is another good one. Uh, I went with my mate, Christian Lukasic, a photographer. I don't know why I say people's names on this other than to give them a little bit of promotion, I guess. But, um, went out with him to do some photos, um, to get some photos for, uh, one of the parts of the special, um, the bit where I, the story about getting punched in the face by the lady on the train. So we went out on the V line, get some photos. Uh, he had this idea for a photo that there's like, he wants like a lot of energy in the photo and maybe me on the train, like looking behind me, it's something that's going to happen or not sure, but we just went and took a bunch of photos and, um, it was great, man. We just like rode the train. We just jumped on a V-line train and just just rode it for however long and then got to some weird town and it was all foggy 
I don't know where it was. So I feel comfortable saying that it looked like a piece of shit. <laughs> Wherever the fuck the town was that we got to. God, it was grim and cold and foggy. And we we um, ran onto the train tracks and took a photo, a few photos on the tracks. And um, <clears throat> then caught the train back. And so that was a nice day. And, you know, we were just talking, whatever, hanging out. He was taking some photos and then we just hung out a bit. And then we got back to Melbourne and it was like, all right, man. So, you know, I, I was going to stay out all day because I had a gig at four and then a gig at six and then a gig at nine. So I was just going to stay out, have lunch in town and then go do my gigs. And he was like, all right, I'm going to go to this op shop. He found an op shop. So we parted ways and then... I'm walking down the street. I'm just kind of wandering. I'm not really sure where I'm going to go. I have an idea of a cafe I want to go to. But I've also got to charge my phone. So I'm just kind of wandering around and seeing if anything takes my fancy. And I don't have my charger. So I'm going to try and find somewhere that does have a charger. And I, uh, I'm on Instagram. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why am I yawning? I'm sorry. I'm on Instagram. And uh, I see that a friend has posted about someone in their life who's taken their own life and it's very sad and the post that this person has put is just you know it's really sweet and it's sad and it's just like you know their whole community is this person is just gone and I guess I kind of feel like man I've had a few things it's I've had a few things in my mind about the breakup there's a line from a horror show song I think it's I think the song it's not walk you home um, but, uh, maybe it is walk you home. No, it is. It's walk you home. And the line is, um, uh, the time we held each other tight and we said goodbye, tears streaming out our eyes like somebody had died. Now it's the day after your birthday and it's pouring outside and I'm catching arrow tips with my fingers on the phone line. Cause we broke my heart on the river. The job played last gets the job done quicker. Anyway, those last lyrics, not relevant, but the one that is, is um, when we held each other tight and we said goodbye, tears streaming out our eyes like somebody had died. And, um, it is kind of like someone dying. It's not quiet because they're not dead, but just like saying goodbye to someone, making a commitment to go, this isn't what we want. And to get the thing that we both know we need out of this now, we've got to cut each other off. Like, I've had other breakups where, you know, I mean, it's a whole thing. You break up, but then you're like, oh, we're not breaking up. We're getting back together. And it's just messy. And it's like, what do you guys actually want? Do you want to break up or do you want to get back together? Or do you not want to break up, but you know you need to break up? Because if you need to break up, then break up. And it's hard. It's as hard a commitment as committing to being with someone. Is committing to breaking up right. Um, and, uh, oh man, like I remember a friend of mine years ago breaking up with her boyfriend and then seeing him walking down the street with another girl, like three, four months later. And she told me about it. She was like, you know, it was pretty crazy. It was awkward, but whatever. And I was like, fuck man, you know, have you spoken to him? And she was like, no way. And I, at that point I must've been like, I don't know, 23 maybe. 
And she was just, I just was so shocked that they hadn't spoken because I didn't understand then what it was to actually break up with someone, to have them in your life and then know that the best thing for both of you was to not be in each other's lives for a bit because you can't have that connection and then go from that to just being in each other's lives on a low level. And if you think you can, you're fucking lying to yourself. And, uh, yeah, if you, that's a fucking, if you're going to break up with someone, break up with them. Don't, if, if you say that and then you go back and you just start talking to them again, it's almost like fucking, it's not abuse. I don't want to throw that word around, but it, it's just, it's mean. You're stringing them along and you can't be fucking doing that. But that's why it's so hard. Cause if you're going to do it right, it is hard and it feels, it's like that person's there and then they're gone. And so when I read that, I guess I just, you know, I mean, it's, I can't imagine what they're going through, that their friend has taken their own life and their whole community is missing this person. Like a breakup is such a private thing because I'm just going through this and she's going through this and we're going through it on our own and no one else is going through it with us. But when someone takes their own life, I guess it's like, all of the people who knew that person are going through that feeling of them being there and then not there. They're all going through that together at the same time. And I guess it's kind of nice to, what am I trying to say? In a way, you know, breaking up is actually kind of harder. (laughs) No, I'm not trying to say that. They're different things. Um, But you know, I mean, it's like they're all going through this at the same time and they're all supporting each other, but they're also all just feeling this thing and everyone's relationship with that person is different. So it's kind of different, but it's kind of the same fight. I just, I read this post and it was really sweet and sincere and sad and strong and whatever. And I'm walking around the street and I'm reading this and I felt this sadness and I'm remembering these things that I'm trying to learn, that I'm trying to teach myself over the last few years about like when you feel that feeling, don't just try and push forward and, and move away from it. Stop and let yourself feel it. And so I felt that and I guess it just felt kind of similar. The feeling that I that I saw in this, like in this post felt similar to what I was feeling. And so it brought up my feelings and I just leaned against a point. It's a Saturday, it's Saturday at like fucking midday in the city and there's people everywhere, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm just, I, I leaned up against a post, like a lamppost or whatever. And I just started crying. And, uh, I wasn't like, so I wasn't like, I was just like a few tears, you know, just kind of quiet, not trying to draw attention to myself. And then I feel a tap on my shoulder and I look up and it's my friend Christian who's just gone to his op shop and I've walked a few blocks and we're evidently walking the same way and he sees me and I'm just like, oh, like he's caught me in the middle of crying <clears throat> and not 10 minutes ago that I'd been hanging out with him and he's like, man, are you okay? And I told him about the breakup and everything, you know. And I'm just like, straight up, man, I'm crying right now. (laughs) And I don't know what else to say to you, but, you know, I just was like, I really wish that I hadn't seen you right now. But also, and he was like, yeah, I thought about, you know, like just pretending that I didn't see him walking on. And I'm like, I'm glad that you didn't do that because that also would have been super weird. And I told that story on stage on Saturday and someone said, wouldn't it have been... He's a photographer, you know, 
Like, how did he not? What a, That's the most human moment to see me crying, leaning against a lamppost, surrounded by people. What a fucking incredible photo. How did you not take that photo, you fucking loser? That's like the best photo you could have taken. Oh, my God. And we're taking photos for me for my special, and you don't take that photo? How dare you? Christian! Fuck. i got to ask him. i got to check if he took it. Maybe he took it and just didn't want to say anything because he felt weird about it. But I don't think he did. Great friend, bad artist. I think that's all I got to say. I wish that photo... Oh, man. I, I'm gutted that that photo is not going to exist. And I'm going to message him right now and see if it does, but I don't think it will. <sighs> the photo this week is... Uh, is uh, You know what? No, I'm not going to use that photo, actually. It's too private. I had a photo of my girlfriend's house that I took as I was like walking away after I dropped the last of her stuff there for me to remember, but I'm not going to use that photo. That's not fair. The photo that I want to use this week is, uh, I took a photo of Christian taking a photo of me on the train lines when we were in this town in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in the middle of the fog and stuff. And, uh, he was like, don't you dare put me in your fucking stupid people taking pictures thing. So that's what I'm going to fuck you, mate. Maybe you should have been a good photographer and taken a picture of me crying. You fucking pussy. Anyway, that's the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And buy tickets to the special. And uh, I'll catch you next week. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.